I heard in an interview with David today that SNL's 40th, when they had like the three-hour special yes. where people came and like they, Edward Norton did yeah. like a Stefan kind of thing for update, and then Melissa McCarthy came out as uh, Matt Foley. Yeah. That Dave David Spade and uh, and Sandler were in the crowd, and they're kind of like seeing everyone get set up and like it was just bizarre because we saw her dressed up exactly like farley we didn't really know what was going on but we once we saw it we were cool with it but we're just like oh what you know because you're you're in that space and you're used to seeing farley and then it's like actually for that one bit that she was in that was actually the jacket that farley wore i would imagine yeah it was probably still there yeah (laughs) but it was just like wow how cool where did you hear them talk about that um i think it was like uh David Spade was on, I want to say it was like a clip I saw when he was on, uh, like, I don't know, Howard Stern okay. or something like that. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so that would have been an, a dated interview. But uh, So how, where does, I mean, if you think about it, like, where does all this stuff go? It's Where tight. do they put all these costumes? Yeah, it's you tight. Know? Right. And uh, Like, there's no room there. Mm-hmm. Like, I the heard, dressing rooms have got to be, you know. Like, they share them. And yeah. uh, in some cases, you know. Uh, like A.D. Bryant has a sizable dressing room because uh, they do yeah. like shorts and stuff in there. And yeah. It's like weird. Yeah, but I've heard uh, that uh, 30 Rock, as far as, uh, was it uh, 6 or, or what's the studio? Uh, studio 6A. That's right. Yeah. I should know that. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> uh, that's the biggest studio on that floor, but okay. it's built for radio. Okay. And they, throughout time, shifted and made it into tv so i would love to go someday even even just get a tour if you get tickets which is really fucking that'd be fun uh i know a girl on facebook named bella i think i've showed you some of the stuff that she does mm -hmm. uh she lives out in new york city and is constantly going to shows oh my god and has gone to see snl and ended up in the studio audience five times five times it's so hard to get tickets right but she like she doesn't have anything else to do in her life well then sign me up (laughs) you know (laughs) i agree with you man oh man hey we're here we're doing stuff we are how you doing joe i'm doing all right good yeah it was a long road to get here nothing was working nope uh i'm usually not terrible at technology and tonight was a shit show we changed venues yes we did that's why so we are in my I blame this guy to my right who yeah. is joining us tonight. <laughs> His name is Sam Barnes. Thank you, sir. There we go. Thank you. Thank Thunderous you. applause. Sam Barnes is joining us because we decided to sort of pick up where we left off on the last episode and thought that this one would be a good time to discuss everyone's favorite movie. Maybe your favorite movie? To the future. Bum, bum, bum. That could be wrong. It might not be everyone's favorite well, movie. It should My be. favorite movie. It's a good one. I agree one. with you. And that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about was where does that movie rank with everybody? Ah, oh, man. It, it's a comfort movie for me. Yeah. I'd say it's up there in like, you know, Matrix, Back to the Future, like okay. trilogies, blockbusters. Yeah. I'd say it's top five. I don't know. I honestly don't know what my number one movie is. Yeah. But I have my comfort movies, you know. Uh, I think it falls into that where okay. I would watch Back to the Future every time I moved into an apartment, which would be August. And 
I would just, you know, we wouldn't have internet, we wouldn't have cable yet, but I would dig out those movies and hook up the DVD player and I would just watch, go through them. And for some reason, I just kind of made that a habit every August of just like, well, all right, I'm just going to sit through them again. That one was the go-to. That was the go-to whenever I moved. And just part one. All of them. I'd go through all of them. I'd go through all of them. Nice. Yeah. Just to like, well, it's all there. So in your top five. Now, if we put that in, in uh, you said also with the Matrix. Matrix is always a, like, it's, I think you just go back to that nostalgia. Right. You know, because we watched movies over and over again, besides now where you kind of, you watch a movie and then you kind of forget about it. Yeah. Uh, kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Matrix was kind of my teenagehood. Uh, I'd say... Early childhood around seven, eight was when I was getting into Back to the Future. Okay. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, so then School of Rock is also one of my favorite movies. Uh, yeah, I love. I don't even know where they rank, but just those big movies. Well, and yeah. ranking is hard. Yeah. It's really uh, difficult. Yeah. And uh, that's something that I've been <laughs> asked a lot. So I'll, go, so I'll go next. Go for um, it. But whenever somebody asks me, and it's it's so interesting because... It's always between Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, and Star Wars. Those, yeah. those have to be my top three. The, the original trilogy, Star Wars. Um, and it, it varies on where I'm at in life, but Back to the Future is traditionally, mostly, all the time, number one. And uh, yeah, so... Uh, but then again, you know, there's moods that I'm in where Star Wars is way up there. And then yeah. sometimes I'm just in the Indiana Jones state of mind. Mm-hmm. So, the uh, but I feel like Back to the Future mm-hmm. takes the cake Those more are some often than not. Solid trilogies there. Yeah. 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 I came up across a crossover, which I reminded myself of with Kingsman. Right. Yeah. So I think it's the first Kingsman, but like one of the bad guys is Mark Hamill. And yeah. another bad guy is uh, is uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. So oh, I'm like, that's right. Fucking Mace Windu and Luke Skywalker in the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> and like, wait a minute. So that's that trilogy game that I played too. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just I, I I always have trouble uh, answering that question between between those three. But uh, yeah, Back to the Future is normally. Uh, normally in the top. Now that that brings me to another thing. Before we get to Sam's tops movie, top movies. Um, when we were growing up, we had like I had no idea how big of a movie it really was in the grand scheme of you know how many people were watching it and and how many millions of people were also falling in love with this movie mm-hmm. to the extent in which I did. And uh, and that was very interesting, just kind of going through life and growing up and then slowly with the Internet becoming what it was. And then Back to the Future in particular had a uh, it was BTTF dot com. And there's still a version of it out there. It's not quite (laughs) the same way that it used to be, but uh, there was like an online forum or like chat area. And so you could connect with other fans Hmm. and, uh, and it was, I just kind of slowly figured out that that was as big as it was. Like I always knew that star Wars was pretty big because it was everywhere. Yeah. But back to the future didn't really have a lot of merchandise or anything anything. like that. Actually, 
Having said that, and I can get into this more later, but Back to the Future had one store, and that was at either Universal Studios that you would go to. You had to go to it. Yeah, and that was the only way you could buy Back to the Future stuff, like pre-eBay or anything like that. And even when eBay first started, it I mean, it wasn't as filled up with, uh, you know, stuff at, like it is now. I mean, now you have, like... Uh, replications of props or mm-hmm. all, all of this like there's so much stuff that you can get from Back to the Future that, and when I, look, when I try to look for some of the stuff that used to be in the actual store that's very rare hmm. there, uh, yeah so um, I don't know we'll, we'll get more into that mm-hmm. later but alright top movies Sam top movies I was thinking about this because I knew we were going to talk about Back to the Future it's Back to the Future is definitely I was thinking to myself it's definitely in the top 10 Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. think it's always in the top ten. It's one of the most rewatchable movies for me. Uh, it's one of those where whenever it's on television, I'm watching it. Like I'm stopping what I'm doing. You know, yeah. even I mean, even in this day and age, like if I'm watching TV and then I know it's on TV, I own the DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> I can literally watch it whenever I want to. You yeah. know. Uh, but yeah, that's one of those I'm always watching. It's up there. It's in the top 10. Another one that I, I've always had ranking really high since it came out was The Fugitive. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. And I thought Me too. like yeah. Tommy Lee Jones was just amazing in that film. And obviously Harrison Ford is, you know, is incredible. Never heard of him. I know. <laughs> Harrison Ford is in so many of my favorite movies. Obviously, I love Indiana Jones, too. But Star Wars, I, I you know, absolutely yeah. love Star Wars. Uh, and then another one that came out recently that I would have to rank up really high is Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, really? Ooh, yeah. Oh, I We're, love that. Movie. That, that yeah. joined it. More modern. Nice. Kinda. Yeah. But yeah, that's a hard one because they're so like, you got your comfort movies that go back to nostalgia and then you got your modern ones that are like, that one blew the roof off of the box office. Mm-hmm. Just, poof, oh my God. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Where, where would you put um, Blade Runner with all of that? Because I know you're a big fan. I am. Uh, Blade Runner is also probably in the top ten nice. for me. Yeah, it's that's another one though where I would. It's in a different class than Back to the Future. I'm not saying it's like lower on my list, but I'm just gonna say that I think I have to be in a particular mood sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, to 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 want to watch Blade Runner. Right on. Um, I mean, I always enjoy it once I get into it, but yeah, it, it's. I just feel like Back to the Future is almost one of those. Just I'm always I'm always ready for it. Like I feel like for my for my taste and my love anyway, it's just kind of like a perfect movie. There's the perfect amount of humor and romance and science fiction and action, you know, and all of those movies. I think they're just so perfectly like crafted. Yeah. And then um, you get something like a fifth element in there. So it's kind of similar and just oh my god. Yeah. With a Bruce Willis kind of same thing with spaceships and oh my gosh. Right. And and if you grew up in the 80s, yeah. you know, if you're like an 80s kid, yeah. it's just this fantasy where you're like, I just want to have this crazy white haired uncle that I can, you know, <laughs> like cruise off in a, in a time machine with. Like, okay. I mean, yep. it's, uh, it's the ultimate like time traveling fantasy. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, it's just I don't know. I, mean, I, I think, think I came across movie. Uh, I'm a bit younger than you guys, not. That that's offensive or anything. I'm offended. Okay. And uh, so it came out in 85. I was born in 89. And I think maybe it was on TV here and there. Yeah. But So I never, I was not a part of the generation that got to experience it yeah. in theaters or anything like that. Um, but uh, I, I 
just think I think it just came from my parents because you know in the VHS drawer you know it was kind of the shiny blue casing uh, and then uh, oh you guys want to watch this I'm like okay and then you're just mm-hmm. like what's this and just you see the uh, fun adventure of it unfold and just like wow this is really cool and and uh, yeah and I was going through some of the fun facts I found on YouTube. And what I learned was that in theaters at the end of the movie, they just did the credits. But if you had the VHS and you popped it in and at the end of the movie, it says to be continued for part two, because yeah, yeah, because everyone was like, what? Hold on here. (laughs) So people in the theaters had, they just thought it was just a movie like, okay, that's cool. And Mm -hmm. then went home. But then when you buy the video, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, there's more. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of cool. So Uh, speaking of watching it on TV, I can remember most of the, and I'm not sure if it's changed over the years, but back uh, for regular commercial breaks, I can remember where the breaks yeah. were, <laughs> like at the particular it. point in the movie in or which I knew it. that it was going to fade out and go to commercial. One of them in particular was uh, right when um, young Lorraine uh, corners Marty by the DeLorean wrapped up, and then he kind of gets backed up into Doc. And then it's like right then it would always go to commercial. And I haven't watched it on TV in so long because yeah. if I if I see it on TV, I've got my hard drive already hooked up so I can watch it, you know, whenever. But uh, but so I would just start playing it that way. But I, for years and years, I just remember seeing Here that, that fade out like, <laughs> all the time. It's been 10 minutes. And I love that scene, too, because <laughs> just the facial expressions. Like, oh, my God, that's one of my favorites, right? Yes. Like yep. Michael J. Fox kind of puts his elbow up on Doc and Doc's leaning on the DeLorean, yep. uh, which is covered up, of course. And uh, yeah, and Doc has this kind of like goofy look on his face, mm-hmm. like he's just like checking it out. Like, I, I, yeah, it's just, it's indescribable unless you're actually watching it. But yeah, it's one of my absolute favorite like moments in the, yeah. in the movie. Yeah, uh, there there was one t- on that on that forum when the DVDs first came out, dude. Uh, I was living with uh, my friend Paul at the time. We had a, an apartment in Iowa City. And uh, I remember hearing the day that they were coming out on DVD and DVD was such a huge deal when when that was, you know, mm-hmm. all you had before that was either TV or VHS yeah. and and VHS looked like crap and everybody knew it. So then once DVD started coming out, then there was this the bonus definitive day. Yeah, like there was a- this definitive day that it was coming out on on DVD and it was a neat like kind of almost a. Uh, holographic looking um, uh, blue cover. And I just, I counted down the days until it happened, went into Walmart at midnight, picked it up, took it home. And then some people on the internet had the ability to, uh, yeah, the bonus features were amazing. Uh, It was the first time you'd ever seen some of that stuff. Yeah, commentary, man. Yeah, and and then uh, I, on one of the forums out there on bttf.com, I found that there was this guy that was taking screenshots on his computer of certain parts of the movie and like taking requests. And so I was like, I've got a request for you. And the shot that I asked him for was that scene when Lorraine first comes in the door, but she crosses like towards the camera, but the camera stays on Doc as he's walking past the DeLorean and he just like his eyes get so wide and like stares and stares down Marty. (laughs) Like, you better 
do what you're supposed to do here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> My mom's got the hots for me. And I don't think that's like one of those scenes that really stands out, you know, if you ask oh, somebody man. about it. But if you're like a big fan of the movie, yeah, that's I think one of those moments where you're like, it's just I, he doesn't even have to say anything. No, it's, no. <laughs> It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And that is an odd thing, too, that they the camera goes away from where the dialogue is happening, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and it just follows Doc around the car. Oh, it's, it's such a brilliant shot. <laughs> so great. Yeah. So great. Fun method of storytelling there. Like, oh, my God. Oh, All the man. nonverbal. <laughs> uh, which I guess leads me into my, uh, my first question for you guys. Um, if given the opportunity to sleep with your mother, would <laughs> well, my mom's Veronica Vaughn. Oh no! <laughs> so in the uh, in the in one of the interviews that I saw that was in the documentary back in time, um, it had I, I believe that's what it co- that's what it is called. I I hope I didn't get that wrong, but um, it it's funny because when um, Bob Zemeckis and Bob Gale were talking about it, it, it the way that he phrased it was like you know well what would happen if you went back in time and you got to see your parents when uh they were your age or you know when they were in their teens and and then i think it was uh uh bob gale that said and yeah what if your mom was a slut <laughs> <laughs> like oh <laughs> Well, that's i a, thought that was pretty funny tables of turned. Yeah. like uh. well, that's such a terrific like storyline because you know as i was talking about before yeah i think that movie is is great because it's this terrific fantasy you know mm-hmm. but it also takes into account and that story is great because it takes into account the fact that like if you get transplanted into another time period or you go back you know to when your parents were kids it's not all just going to be like this amazing fantasy. Like you right. imagine it, there are going to be hiccups and bumps in the road. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a, such a true story where, you know, something like that could really happen. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's, and you know, it affects your, what you thought the future you came from. Right. So yeah. You're like shit. Okay. <laughs> just stay, yep. stay low, stay low. Well, and, um, so truth be told, uh, since we were going to be doing this, I know that you recently watched back to the future part three. That's right. I don't know if you ended up watching anything knowing that this was coming up. Uh, no. Okay. That's fair. I mean, we know it pretty well. I feel like I've watched but, them a lot. But exactly. Right. Uh, but, uh, tonight for, um, the little bit of time that we had after the kids were done playing outside, I decided to put in uh, part one. And uh, so we got about, let's see, we got about halfway through the movie, but both my 12 year old and my six year old were zoned in. Like they were, they were down for this movie. And that's what um, I was about their age. Like what the heck? Yeah. And so not to be too confusing here, but my son's name is Sam and Sam is also here next to me. So, uh, now I'm going to talk about my son, Sam. He ha- he is aware of Back to the Future and he knows of the things that are in our house that like uh, memorabilia related. But I don't think he's watched the movie since he would have been young enough that he, he wouldn't remember it. So uh, so that was kind of fun knowing that he was really enjoying it. So I told them that we would finish it tomorrow and they're pretty they're pretty excited oh, about it so yeah what's gonna happen yep. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well and what uh what time was it uh yeah so when um he finds out that george is a peeping tom then uh he falls down from the tree and kara was uh paying close enough attention that when marty pushed him out of the way she was like 
oh, he just screwed that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, like, oh. So she was onto it, So, nice. which was kind of funny that she said that out loud. And I was like, oh, you're paying attention. Oh, that means a lot to go. me. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> so with... Like uh, with the attachment that you have to Back to the Future yeah. the franchise, do your kids have movies like that that you can? I mean, maybe you don't know yet because maybe they haven't really, you know. I don't know that I and I I could be wrong, but I'm not sure that they will ever ever really have a connection to a movie I like it. we do. Yeah, we didn't have everything much, so, so oversaturated. Yeah. yeah, and I think stuff adapts and changes that they kind of are into stuff, and they, yeah, not that anymore. I mean, think about it. Uh, some of these movies we've watched that was over it, and over. it was first of all, it had to be popular enough that it was accessible to you, and that you would uh, find it on VHS, whether it be at the store or whatever, or it was played enough on TV because it was demanded to be played or whatever, or based on popularity. I I don't know how they did that back then, but. Um, but that's how it was in front of us. And then once you have the VHS, then you end up wearing the VHS out. Yeah. And and now uh, Kara, who's 12, she can turn on Netflix, turn on Anything. Hulu, watch whatever the hell she wants. Like, yeah. The other day she was like, remember this such and such show that was on Nickelodeon a long time ago? And she was like, yeah, Sam and I are watching these now. OK. And I'm like, all right, there you go. <laughs> just keep moving. I know. On. <laughs> we had to build our own library. Yeah. And when we were bored, we maybe had like 20 movies to pick from and like, ah, well, mm, I guess I can watch this one again. Yeah. You know, you just kind of had to sit there and like, eh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then we just watch movies over and over right. again, you know? Yeah. And I think our generation just got, I think we just got like, so I, I think we so embraced particular films and movies that we saw when we were kids Yeah, because we would buy something tangible and mm-hmm. have like an actual copy of it, not like a digital version of it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we would just, like you guys said, you would wear out the VHS. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they would just like love it to death. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. now you can just, I mean, there's so much content, right? Yeah. So you can just go from one thing to the next and you don't dig in maybe as deeply as yeah. I think we kind of did mm-hmm. with, it's, with a lot of it's our It's going to be movies. different. Because, um, yeah. I mean, you know when you go to school that there's at least someone else that's into Back to the Future. Yeah. So you kind of make friends or whatever. But now, you know, your daughter uh, could very well go to school and be into stuff that her peers just have not have heard of. Oh, yeah. You know, and just be like, have you seen oh, this I, show? I, I rely on that heavily. I, I buy her <laughs> T-shirts for stuff that her and I both like. And I'm like, none of your friends are going to get this. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. It's, it's just like, there's just going to be a bunch of kids that are like, have you seen this show? Nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? Uh, I know. It, it, it is bizarre to kind of go through that and like, Men in Black. I yeah. watched the shit out of Men in Black. Oh. Yeah. Shanghai Noon. Yeah. Watch the shit out of Shanghai Noon. I missed I need to that watch one. Again. I, I missed that one. I was with you on Men in Black. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I was there for Men in Black. I'm younger. But I mean, think about think about movies. I don't know about you know, Joe. You might have been a little too young for this because I was, I think, just old enough to get and appreciate this movie. But when the um, the first Ace Ventura came out. I had every word of that movie memorized. I was about there. Every word. I watched that movie so much. Mm-hmm. And 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 being that age, I bet I it's been years since I've watched it, but if we put it in right now, I would probably still know 
everything yeah. that's coming up like because that that's the thing we watch it over and over again yeah. that we just memorize it and then that's where i think i don't know i guess our generation is like uh you know we were at our we had we had some friends uh over at another friend's house and we we're kind of celebrating a little bit of everything for uh like valentine's day thanksgiving that kind of thing so right. we did a gift exchange and then uh your youngest daughter uh was picking up a present and then your wife said like oh but is it heavy and then i cut in and went if <laughs> uh and she goes yes and i'm like well then it's expensive put it down <laughs> and you two were the only two that got that it was a jurassic park reference <laughs> it's like all right like but yeah you watch it over and over again that you have those references and then yeah. someone's gonna be like ah <laughs> well now we're, we're bringing up some more of these movies and so if i was to expand past my top three Jurassic Park would be in there. Mm-hmm. I when and when when we were talking about like wearing out VHS tapes, 1989 Batman. I oh. I, I watched that movie so many oh times. God. We're on talking VHS. trilogies, yeah, man. man. Like yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, do we want to <laughs> touch on? Uh, I know we ended. This is kind of fun. It's a fun story. Yeah. We ended last episode with a prop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind so, of shifting gears, I guess, into yeah. Back to the Future Three. But uh, go ahead, I'll throw it to Lance. Yeah, yeah I, and it's it's not an amazing story, but it just so happened that at one point I owned one of the the frisbee pie plates that was in part three. Right. That was that was on screen and on the table. Uh, it wasn't the one that was thrown, mm-hmm. but it was it was it was a legit one. But it it was interesting because it was actually like uh, it was like foam. It oh. wasn't. It wasn't a, a an actual metal thing, but it was. It was painted as such to look to look metal. And I I can't remember. Um, gosh, it would have been like maybe two thousand and ten, maybe maybe like late two thousand and ten. And um, Lance uh, came into some money <laughs> through his job. That was a fun Lance. So um, <laughs> so Lance bought a lot of things, and I bought a lot of like. Um, original 12 back Star Wars um, uh, action figures that were like m- mostly mint on the card that were already like AFA graded and sealed. And then Ooh. I bought some statues from like Gentle Gentle Giant and um, Sideshow. And, and then for Back to the Future, I did, because there's not a lot of stuff out there, um, I did end up finding... I think it might have been an eBay auction hmm. that not a lot of people were paying attention to at the time. And I forget how much I bought it for, but it, it was over it was over a grand. Um, I just don't know how much over. Sure. And um, so I had it for a while and I I never even really took it out of the box. Like I showed it to people and stuff, but it wasn't in a display or anything. All right. 2010 Lance had enough money that I was considering. I was considering Becky shut it down. I was considering spending about six and a half thousand dollars on part of the Death Star. Uh, it was a foam piece that was in, uh, in um, A New Hope, so yeah. episode four, uh, part of the the Death Star. Yeah, and um, and I've got so many thoughts and emotions going through my head right now because all all except for like two things. Uh, of the stuff that I bought, then I ended up selling and I think I made a profit on it, which is great. But I, since then any prices for stuff like that has just shot up 
mm-hmm. or at, like at least doubled. Yeah. Um, some of those figures that that I had now that Star Wars is like big news again. You know, there there wasn't any wind of Episode Seven back then, or at least not that any of us knew about. And uh, it's it like. <laughs> Things are so expensive now. Yeah. I can't get any of those back ever again. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Like I, I need a better job. I think. Well, it is weird <laughs> though because as far as props go, you were telling me, you know, it used to just be a thing where people just somehow came across props who were like mm-hmm. their uncle was on set or they had some weird connection. But you're like, dude, you just can't get a hold of props. And I'm like, what? And so yeah. like, um, I follow some Facebook thing uh, where occasionally they have auctions, but like they just keep shit. And then they have auctions for it. Yeah. Then you have those props. So it's like they're controlling the market for it. And it's like, you know, Deadpool. I would love to have props from Deadpool, let's yeah. say. They're not out there. Yep. You know, they just, the studios just keep them until like, ah, no, this is used on screen. Let's wait 20 years, sell it. Yeah. I don't, it's bizarre. You can, you can find some stuff online, but it's usually for movies that are not of the same caliber. But having something from a movie or franchise that means so much to you, like having it in your possession, like it's weird how happy that made me. Yeah. <laughs> do you to, wish to do have you, that? Do you wish that you had that part of the Death Star? Uh, I do. How much do you think that would go for? I have, I have no idea. <sighs> That's the hard part. I, there, was another, there was another auction that I was paying attention to, and the timing just worked out very strangely that uh it was just it was like months before we were going to be uh performing little shop for our for our theater troupe and um and the the hero audrey two that was in the little maxwell coffee Mm -hmm. cup uh was up for auction and i not only was i following the auction but i was on the phone with somebody there like as my proxy Mm -hmm. like in in person and uh, but that it ended up going for over six grand god. and I couldn't. And but but that would have been a great. I, oh, my God. I was so excited. It looks so good. It's like, it, oh, it community theater. Exactly <laughs> like it hadn't changed since the movie. Oh, my God. Oh, man. That is sad. Um, well, then there's another thing kind of about that was you were on the phone with a guy who had the Indiana Jones. I told you that story. Yeah. yeah. OK, so. There was I I don't remember what uh, somebody out there would remember this show I'm sure but there was a show out there that followed these guys out in L.A. the mm-hmm. L.A. area that would basically look for these props that was on Netflix from, for a while movies. around Is that 2010 what it was? Okay. I don't know yeah the yeah, name, yeah, yeah. I well, watched that the timing checks out yeah yeah 100%. yeah um so <clears throat> I see this guy on there and he has. The uh, I think he had the part three DeLorean and he had um, some Indiana Jones stuff, Terminator stuff. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to try to make this story as brief as possible. But I and it ended up that he worked for this prop company and I had a question for them about something. And so I called in and I actually ended up talking to this guy on the phone and and I'm like, I don't want to take up that much of your time, but I'm very curious about some of this stuff. And so he told me all of the things that he had. And it's like it's it blew my mind. Like it was a it was a pop culture gold mine 
it was Ooh. crazy. And so he told me the the story that I that I really enjoy that he told me was um, about Indiana Jones. I believe uh, it was his coat, his hat, and his whip. And um, he said that that was one thing that he would absolutely never sell. And then somebody shot him an offer that he then ended up taking to his wife. And he said he's never going to tell anybody how much it was. (laughs) But he said that he was able to pay off his house, pay off all loans, like get another house, get a car, (laughs) put all of his kids through school. Jesus. And like not have to worry about and that was before anything. the third the fourth one came out. I maybe. think that was before. Well, maybe maybe I don't know. what I'm not I can't remember what year that came out. Yeah, but it was it was like the the props that he used throughout the whole movie. He had the trifecta. And uh, this dude had so much cool. He was telling me all the Back to the Future stuff that he had, and I'm like. You're great, but I hate you <laughs> like so, so much. So he owned all this stuff because he worked for the prop company. No, that- no he didn't even. He he started a prop company oh. that he would then sell props online. Oh, and it wasn't prop store. I think it was screenused.com. OK. And uh, it Mike, after after this, at some point, I we need to find that episode because yeah. you have to. It was like in his house. Like it was crazy the stuff that this guy had, and I I just it, it's been years and I still am like enraged with yeah. jealousy. How did you get your hands on Crystal Skull? Came out in eight. Okay, so it would have been after that. Yeah. Oh my so god. So it didn't damage the uh, the price tag, right? Of that. Oh my god. How but did you get your hands he, on that? Like, but yeah, he like oh my god, he had so much cool stuff. It's it's crazy, and to to have your hands it, it, it really has no actual value except for like the nostalgia value mm-hmm. it's on it's it's so uh i guess what would you call it like volatile it doesn't really have a, a a set dollar amount it's not like you could look it up like a fucking Fleer ultra basketball card <laughs> yeah. and they say this card is worth this much mm-hmm. but um it, i don't know having some of that stuff just strangely made me so happy yeah yeah i'm sure that'd be hard to buy and sell because you get it for a thousand and you try to sell it for profit yeah but then someone gets that and like well i got it for 1500 so i want two thousand out of it well and who knew i mean i guess it made sense if you think about it but at the time i didn't think to myself all i need to do is just wait yeah. And all of this stuff is just going to shoot up in price. <sighs> like a like a Vader uh 12 back that I had. I ended up um uh so the when I say that uh Darth Vader figure there was one of the earlier ones for Star Wars. They would they called it a 12 back because it showed 12 of the figures on the back of the card oh, that okay. it was on. And so I got that for like 800 bucks in the condition it was in. It was like a, a AFA graded 90 out of 100. So, um, like that same one, I'm telling you, is more than double what I paid for it now. And it's, you know, now I have three kids as opposed to one. And, you know, my job situation has changed so much that I'm like, I will never see that again. (laughs) It was fun, but bye. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's a, that's a sad story, Joe. So thanks for bringing that up. So my question about, (laughs) about this about about you know the hat and the whip and the coat. Yeah. 
Would you, I mean, I feel like listening to the story, I would definitely rather be the guy that had possession of those things and then sold them for, you know, the house and the car and all the other things, right? But yeah. would you rather be the one that owned those things? Would you rather just have them? Or would just being able to see them or, you know, being able to like, you know, touch them once or just look at this guy's collection, would that be enough for you? Or would you want to be in possession of those things? Yeah, I think it's just, it's it's strange to know that you could own it. Yeah. Like if the price was right. But I... Since then, like, <laughs> since ugh. those years, I've had to grow up a lot. <laughs> so I, I don't know. It, it, it kind of dovetails into the topic of meeting celebrities mm -hmm. from from movies. Mm -hmm. And because then there's also the thing where like you could meet this person who you've looked up to and admired your entire life. But there's a chance when you meet this person, they're going to be a dick. Yeah. They'll be disappointed. That yeah. can happen. Yeah. For sure. And, and you've thought about that for uh, years, ever. you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's where it kind of comes. You know, I collect autographs, so I get the tangible right. things, right. you know. But uh, I've been to museums and like uh, the uh, Smithsonian's and they have like the, you know, they have the stick with the uh, from... Uh, Jurassic Park with the mosquito oh, in yeah, it, yeah. Uh, and they had the four Ninja Turtles costumes and like uh, stuff from, and that was very satisfying for me. And I was a kid; yeah. I know I couldn't own those, but it's right there. Yep. It's like I was happy to see it, you know, like a celebrity, even though it's a thing, you know. But yeah. I could say like I saw the ruby red slippers, one of what a handful of oh, pairs, because yeah. uh, one's in the Smithsonian, but there's yep. like a whole. There was the pair that thing. got stolen. Yeah, and thrown into a pond. Oh my god! Then they had to like swim around and fucking drench it out and find <laughs> Is that true? the value went down. But like what? But they still had it. Yeah. It's, How did they know that it went into a pond? Investigations and like wow. uh, there was like an, a museum somewhere in this small town and some old lady. I read that. Yeah, I remember that part, but yeah. I don't remember the part about it. So someone busted into there because she yeah. had a pair. Yeah. That was legit, and then like. It was stolen and like thrown, vandalized. That's crazy. Like, no, you just keep them. If you're gonna steal it, fucking keep it. Yeah. Why would you ruin it? Throw it in a fucking like I don't know. It's like fucking kids, probably. probably. They're like, well, now I'm scared. Throw those in the water. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Could be. Wow. We're like, I'm wearing these to prom. And you, and you know, to make sure that they knew that they were the right slippers, they had to haul Cinderella in and she had to try them on, <laughs> and make sure they fit. Yeah. That's the whole thing, right? Some girls wearing them to prom night. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, uh, oh, they're just too tight. They don't quite fit. Well, let me make sure that I answered your question correctly. You mean that, like, is it that important to to own a piece of it or, like, the, feeling the need to own it? Or what do you mean? Would you, if you owned those items, yeah, would you feel really satisfied? Would you be really, like, happy just to know that you had those items and that you were going to keep them for the rest of your life because they mean a lot to you? Because that movie means a lot to you. The franchise means a lot to yeah. you. Yeah. Would you just be content to have those things? Or would you be thinking... If I got the right offer, I, mm. I'll sell this off in a second. You know, is yeah. it how sentimental? I guess how important is the value of that, or how What's high is the value yeah. of those things? Yeah, I I would like to think that I would keep it, that I that I would not let it go, and that you know, like someday that my kids would hold on to, and and maybe enough time would go on 
that nobody would give a shit about it <laughs> anymore. And then the value like, would well, that's the thing. Like we were talking about before with like movies that we really yeah. love. Yeah. You know, it's like it matters if to your us. kids came into possession of it. Yeah. Would they? You know, would they? They'd be sitting here looking at this like, oh, I don't know, this is some old jacket my dad had. You know, like twenty bucks for it. There you go. Okay. <laughs> you know, like. By the time, by the time I let's say, <laughs> let's say I'm in decent health, so I'm going to give myself until I'm forty-five. All right. So I've got a little bit of time here. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to put like, I'm going to leave journals like, like documenting, you know, how much stuff is worth currently mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and to make sure it's it's like my uh we were we had a conversation and it got brought up like something about records and i don't know becky seems to think that i'm gonna die before her so i'm like well that's all fine and good but here's the deal those don't go on a garage sale we do. oh <laughs> Dude, no those are, nope let's go online those are, i mean don't get me wrong it would be great to be that guy that showed up to a garage sale that's like a gold mine of $2 <laughs> records. <laughs> oh my God. But, and yeah. she's like, yeah, this one, uh, this one was up in a frame on the wall. So I don't know. I'll, I'll do this one for five, I guess. You <laughs> oh, can keep no. the frame with it. Yeah. And it's a limited edition REM. <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> oh my goodness. Do you ever think that guy that would have the whip and the jacket and the hat? Yeah. Like, you know. We don't know this, but do you think you ever brought it into the bedroom? And like, <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Well, you know he's worn it. Yeah, oh, you, know. you know. You know he's looked at himself in Is his it? mirror. Absolutely. Like, like right after he got those things. And or like, maybe, yeah. maybe you waited a while. I'm Harrison maybe he was Ford. like, oh, I got those things sitting in there. Who and then would one day, not? Yeah. Who okay. would not try on that? Try on the Terminator jacket, yeah. the leather jacket with like the bullet oh, yeah. holes in it. See, I got that. their DNA on me now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah, it's just, it's crazy to like, that's the thing is that I recognize that it's crazy to have such strong sentimental feelings towards items An item. like yeah. that, you know, but it's like it's on the screen with this movie that I've been watching since I was three. Yeah. <laughs> <You're just laughs> like, and it's Why there. would I not want that? OK, so uh, because we are clearly exclusively only talking about Back to the Future here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what prop from the movie, and we'll we'll exclude the DeLorean itself. So, what prop from Back to the Future would you like to own if you could? Uh, I would maybe do. It would be something small. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think clothing. It just kind of winds up in a closet because then you know you might wear it and right. brag about it, but then you want to take care of it. I think. Uh, It'd be something small. It'd be something that you wouldn't really know off the bat. Mm-hmm. I would probably pick a clock from the opening pan. From Doc's, From yeah. the very opening scene. And yeah. be like, there it is, right there. And then... Uh, you know, you could have like a little story of it in the corner. Like, I always, I always <laughs> liked the the Kit Kat clock, the kitty cat um, yeah. with the swinging eyes. That's the one that yeah. I mean. When Everyone I think knows about that. that scene. That's the one that sticks in my mind. Yeah, the Felix yeah. one. Sure. But but I also, and this is not my. Is, is that your final answer? I'd say I'd it pick a clock, a clock or something. I know most other stuff is like super iconic. You know. Yeah. But I'm like something well, but simple. But anything's a possibility here. I know. So and it's a two-hour if movie. Anything's a possibility. <laughs> So that that dude that had um, all that cool shit, and I forget his name. I feel bad, uh, but um, he also had the the two stopwatches oh. as well. Mm. He, he had Something those, like and he had 
Oh, I forget. I, or maybe, maybe he uh, had the the remote control thing for the DeLorean. Yeah, the but big. I, but I can't remember. Or yeah. you know, I would go as uh, I'd do something simple and discreet, or I'd do something super obscure, and like. Uh, Maybe it's that foam concrete piece when Doc is up on the clock tower that he. Oh yeah. Maybe something like that. Just be a chunk and be like, "What's that?" Well, if you've seen the movie, yeah. Doc hits it and then it comes off. Something oh, like that would be kind of fun. Not yeah, so that obvious. Would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. Uh, Sam, I think the first thing when you asked that question that came to my mind was the hoverboard. Yeah. Uh, the hoverboard is sweet. Oh, uh, I've got a story about hoverboards. Oh, we'll get there. The hoverboard. And, uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And uh, how they just mass produce those. I know. Which makes I it kind of right? like, but that specific one. And honestly, the other one too, I'm, I've, I followed auctions with that hoverboard, ooh. the the hero one that they use. The yeah. second one. I love the second one so much. Yeah. I, I love part two. Like I just absolutely love that movie. That was the one I almost watched this afternoon, which would have been funny because you just watched the third one and yeah. you yeah. just watched the first yeah. one. <laughs> so uh, the other one is the sports almanac. Oh, yeah. I've yeah, thought about that like so many times, just like how cool it would be to do that exact thing. Right. Like go back in yeah. time Sir. with the sport. Cause I'm a sports nerd yeah. uh, too. So to go back in time with like a, a sports almanac like that. So that would honestly be something Especially in that little bag that they give it to him in. Yeah. I just yeah. feel like, yeah. <laughs> the blast from the past. Yes. Bag. Oh yes. my gosh. I feel like that would be something if I had that. Yeah. Like that there were so many, there were so many so details cool. there. Like they even had like a little clear receipt thing. Yes. That was in yes. the bag, in the silver bag. Right? Yeah. Um, would you want it the way it is or would you prefer to have it with the ooh la la cover? Oh, the cover up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mostly when I think, yeah, I mostly when I think about it, I think about it with the actual like sports, sports all Yeah, cover. so I would probably prefer that. It would be a bonus if it had yeah. that though. But I think it would be. I think it would be more recognizable to other people when they came over to like you know see it or something, oh, yeah. or if you were showing it to someone, they'd be like, "Oh, that's the sports almanac from yeah from Back to the Future." So. That is one of the things that I think has been reproduced the most. Mm-hmm is the sports almanac mm-hmm. uh, that and the save the clock tower flyer. Yeah. Um, when I went to a convention in Burbank, I think it was in 20, 2009 or 2010. I think it was 2009. Um, that lady was there, the clock tower lady, and she actually had pins and oh the flyer gosh. that she would hand people. And I've got stories from that convention. We could have like five episodes on Back to the Future. Uh, I didn't know you. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the clock tower lady. Um, what? What also? But just one more thing. What yeah. about the little Pepsi when in part two? Yeah. What about the little Pepsi thing that shoots up from the? Yeah. Well, I mean, think of that. What they was that? Those what was that? A year ago? Two, a year and a half ago? Fifteen. That that Pepsi did a thing. Yeah. Was that twenty fifteen? Uh, that was. God, has it been that long? Yeah, no, that was it couldn't to, have been 2015 that they did that, that was, was it? Back to the Future Day. Yeah. It was 2015. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, they was, I, I was that seriously five fucking years ago yeah. that that yeah, happened? I, mm-hmm. I think that's right. Oh, my God. <sighs> I know. Because because they came out with them, yeah, but they were in such high... Like, I'm a huge fan, and I couldn't get one. Like, like uh, I, I tried to get one, and I couldn't get one. What do you call those? Pepsi, uh, Back to the Future Pepsi? Yeah, just the, the, the futuristic Pepsi. Back to the Future Part Two, but like, what did they probably make? You know, maybe two of those. You know, originally, yeah, right, right. You know, the the little plastic like, ones yeah, that, that was actually in the like movie. Two to, to use eBay, forty four bucks right now. It's not uh, bad. But yeah, but is, they that, were, but is that an official Pepsi one? Probably not. Yeah, 
but yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like, so oh my gosh. I don't know. I don't know what I would want, but I, or, but I, but I feel like, I mean, the hoverboard would be sweet. Now, um, Mattel came out with the hoverboards years ago. Um, I don't know how many years, and I think it was before 2015. Uh, but they legit made hoverboards. The only thing is that they didn't have the lenticular uh, uh, layer to it, where it was like kind of a the the actual hover hoverboard had a lenticular like look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was just like a sticker, like a regular flat sticker. And um, but they, I this is another story that's just gonna make me mad. <laughs> <laughs> so they they came out with the hoverboard and they made at the time they thought they made too many of them hmm. so i bought one i pre-ordered it it was like a hundred bucks and so i got it it looks cool it was on the wall at the bar that was in nevada that yeah. we opened and now i have it at home um and it was cool because you put batteries in it and when you set it down it makes the hovering sound and then when you like tilt it or do stuff, it, it, it makes it makes other sounds. It's cool. Uh, then later I saw that um, our local Kmart had them clearanced for like 40 bucks. And because they were just trying to get rid of them. And I'm like, I, I guess that they just made too many of them, whatever. So fast forward about five years, and then I hear that they're selling for like 250 bucks a piece, God if not it. more, on eBay, because like fans just finally caught up with it. So I don't know if it was poor marketing or or whatever, but then everybody fucking wanted one. Good God. <laughs> and then they were all gone. Hmm. So thus is life. Or Back to Future 2, you got Biff's uh, extendable bat. Yeah. You know? And the pit bull. <laughs> like something like that. Yeah. Like. It yeah. was shown. You can keep not, it. Like, I got a pit bull now. <laughs> yeah, like those other hoverboards. They never marketed the bad guy hoverboards. Yeah, you know, like that. So the pit bull, and I'm not sure if it was the hero one used in the movie, oh but they they had that up on the wall at the Back to the Future store at Universal. Oh, Studios. okay, yeah, yeah. Because like they had that briefcase. He's hauling around. Oh God! They had like wristbands and shit. <laughs> just like it is it's a disaster. <laughs> it is seriously crazy how much money stuff sells for online. To get a pair of uh, Nike Bruins, uh, the 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 red swoosh it, with the particular look where the red goes around the back, the mm-hmm. exact shoe, mm-hmm. um, crazy money. I was looking recently because I'm a huge nerd. For the uh, Panas, I think it's Panasonic uh, alarm clock that's on Marty's headboard. Yeah, where it flips the numbers. Oh yeah, um, crazy, crazy money for that particular one. And because everybody fucking knows it, so in the listing it says Back to the Future, even though it wasn't used in the movie. It's just that particular one, the camcorder, the Walkman. I mean, shit, Walkmans in general nowadays mm-hmm. are just the price has skyrocketed mm-hmm. for those things. Tapes are kind of making a comeback. Yeah, yeah a little. Well, bit. they did in my life. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm one of those. I don't. I don't know what my prop would be, um, because you'd want something that it would be easy to display mm-hmm. and show off. And I'm, I'm the hoverboard. I, I have would an be idea a good for one. this. I have That's an it. idea for yours. Yeah. Um, Lay it on me. Here's what it is. Okay. <clears throat> Cause I think you have an affinity for this. Well, I know you do because you have a t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, the chalkboard 
Mm-hmm. that Doc draws yeah. the alternate 1985 yeah. Yeah. Uh, thing on. And you yeah. know what probably happened with that, which like drives me kind of nuts, or I don't know, it just, it, it's insane if you think about it. They probably used that chalkboard, and after they were done filming it, somebody just erased that shit right off of there, you know? <laughs> like, Not even thinking, hey, I could just leave this on here and maybe like... Some other movie needs this. Yeah. Uh, Spray right? a clear coat on it. Yeah, just like we're going to sell this to some school oh or something, God. you know? But would that be something like if that was the actual legit thing and nobody ever erased it? Would you like want to have that? Absolutely. That'd be so cool. But I know, again, because I'm a huge nerd, that there was at least two different versions of the chalkboard because you can see it in the movie. Yeah. That because I'm sure like continuity wise, it it I I I I it's been a long time since I've watched this scene. But I believe that there's two different um, ways in which it was actually written, or like the letters look different. Oh, sure. Or something like they did that. a couple takes, and it kind of yeah, looks a little yeah. Off. So, like, huh. um, but I would absolutely love to have that. And since we've been diving into this stuff, I think I don't know if it will be my next one, but I've I've got something coming up. I think the the diagram that he has on the paper of the flux capacitor, yeah, will probably be my next tattoo. That'd be cool. Just like boom, yeah. there you go. I think that that would be really, That'd be really slick. cool. Yeah, try to replicate that as accurately as possible. Yeah, is something that I would like to have. Okay. I'm not sure if it would have all of the the scribbles and writing that's around it, but mm-hmm. um, something like that That'd I think would slick. be really cool. Yeah, I feel if someone had enough space in their house, garage, wherever. Yeah. Someone has to have that fucking big ass subwoofer from the beginning of the oh movie. Oh my god, the one that got shredded. <laughs> Just yeah. Boom. Used in the movie. It was <laughs> funny when when we watched that earlier tonight. Sam was like, "That's really big." <laughs> boom. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, there's a slight possibility of overload. Uh, so uh, another another thing that would be cool to have that's really small. Yeah, you, you were talking about just small stuff. That little cassette tape that says Edward Van Halen. <laughs> yes, that would be great. I'm a total Van Halen mark. <laughs> that yeah. would be great. And I mean, I heard uh, uh, a fun fact about that. I found that YouTube clip. Yeah, was that they wanted Van Halen to do yes, like that's wanted, right. Yeah, I did know that they wanted yeah. Van Halen like to use their stuff, and they said, "No, we're not going to let you use our music." When he jams like the music in his ears, yeah. or our band name in general, they yeah. said we don't That's want right. our band name in general yeah. shown or associated yeah. with it. But but Eddie was like, who gives a shit? shit? So he but, made an original jam and yeah. put well the yep. legal yeah. Eddie in small print and then Van Halen. <laughs> this is a <laughs> this is a marvelous segue into something that I that I actually uh, yeah took some, you got took list some notes about Sam totally nerded notes. out and took some notes. Okay, so this bit that they used in Back to the Future was actually a bit that was done when Eddie scored the film The Wildlife in 1984. Okay. That movie starred Christopher Penn, Sean Penn's brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the late Christopher Penn. He was in uh, Eric Stoltz. Yeah, that's right. The original Marty McFly. Wow. Leah Thompson was in that movie oh, as well. that's right. Yeah. Uh, and Rick Moranis. Now, oh, The Wildlife man. was written by Cameron Crowe, and it was supposed to be kind of a movie in the same vein as Fast Times at Ridgemont High, mm-hmm. which Cameron Crowe also wrote. Yeah. Um, so he, Eddie was asked to do uh, a few like musical numbers for this film soundtrack, right? Yeah. And he ended up scoring the whole film. 
Oh he ended up doing God. the whole thing. It's like okay, but they never released the soundtrack with all of the. It was it was just musical asides that he did that were featured in the movie where he was just like, you know, yeah. going to town, right? Yeah, but they never released it, and so the fan site for Van Halen, um, VHND, which is uh, Van Halen News Desk, oh, um, actually put together all these like little snippets of music. And compiled them together on YouTube, so you can go on there and yeah. like listen to all the stuff. That oh he, my god! Like recorded, like they extracted it from the film. Mm-hmm. That's really and cool. And so you can go in and and actually listen to like all, all the things. But Eddie Van Halen and Van Halen in general actually had kind of a string of movies that they had little bits of their uh, music in. Like, well, first of all, of course, Eddie played the the guitar solo on Thriller, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Pretty Woman was in Weird Science. Oh wow! Uh, Everybody wants some. Was in Better Off Dead, really? In 1985, during that, uh, it appeared in that famous dream sequence where I think it goes to like a, like almost. It's not claymation, but it's well, maybe it is claymation. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. (laughs) But that movie has uh, John Cusack, and then Good Enough appeared in Spaceballs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, Deep cut. But there are some of the bits that he recorded. Uh, for the wildlife movie that had parts of right now in it. Okay. And they ultimately, he ultimately used those later, like in the song right now and several other Van Halen songs. But uh, anyway, that was just something that I had found some information about and I thought I would share. But That's awesome. I don't want to divert this into a Van Halen conversation. <laughs> that would, for me, that would be like a two part. It's relevant. That would be like wow. a two part podcast. Uh, yeah. Cause yeah, I'm like I said, huge Mark. Pretty awesome. Oh my God. <laughs> That, um, yeah, I, the, you sent me that link to the video. I didn't, I didn't make it all the way through. Mm-hmm. It was like, uh, 107, uh, fun facts. Th- yeah. Fun kinda. facts or something about back yeah. to the future. And I was like, why not 110? Come on. Right. Come on. For real. Or 88. <laughs> or 88. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. And then just do a, a part due and another 88. There you go. Uh, that would make sense. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I uh, that scene also had, and I'm not sure if it was in the list, but the the disappearing uh, blow dryer. Uh, no, that was in. You didn't know about that. Maybe that, that continuity wasn't in thing. That or? So yeah, when uh, he does that, and actually tonight when we were watching the movie, we stopped right before that scene oh. where Marty's following George and like you got to ask her out. You guys have oh. to do it, or I'm not going to exist. So uh, so yeah, we stopped right before the Darth Vader scene and mm. back to the future so there's a so. hair dryer that yes so there's a hair dryer that was actually in the in the delorean and so he has the he has the hair dryer in his like uh i don't oh, know if that's it's some right. sort of a belt clip or i forgot no, about yeah. that. something like that yeah yeah and then and then when it cuts back it's gone <laughs> And then it's back again. I love those continuity oh, things. Wow. Or, or, or opposite. Maybe yeah. it, it shows up and then is gone again. Or, or something, or like, something that. like that. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I love so those it's just another, <laughs> just another continuity thing. Oh, my God. But I do. It's just so epic watching that Edward Van Halen tape. <laughs> you get pushed in and slowly close it. Kunk. And then uh, blast him. It's great. I am Darth Vader. Like what? <laughs> I know. It's like how much information you know and what you can do with it back in yeah. those days. It's like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. So why is it, Sam, that you were so partial to Back to the Future Part Two? 
I uh, I think I know why, and I think I feel similarly. Yeah, so I want to hear it. This probably doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but in my mind, it always made sense for me. Uh, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I like The Empire Strikes Back. That's mm-hmm. my favorite in the Star Wars trilogy, uh, original trilogy, obviously. And then I always likened Part Two to Empire, as far as just the way I feel like the story kind of flowed. It's the darkest, I think, of the three films. Oh, yeah. It, it goes into this alternate world. It, it ends up pretty bad. I mean, think about how that movie ends when he's out just on that, you know, road. And then uh, Joe Flaherty uh, is the actor, of course. But he comes and uh, delivers this telegram that Doc has sent, you know. Yeah. It's just, I feel like the overall theme for that film is just this darker tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I love that they take a chance and they take a stab at the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's so great because, of course, when I was a little kid, I remember always hearing the stories about we're going to have flying cars and, you know, all this other stuff, right? Yeah. That they tell you you're going to have. So it was great, I think, for them to actually go and just say, let's just take a stab at this. Yeah, let's like got see. some stuff right. And some of that stuff I yeah. know has been criticized. Uh, drones. They had drones that were walking dogs, but we have drones. We have hoverboards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Cubs won the World Series. Wrong year, but they fucking (laughs) won. Only a year (laughs) off. Only a year off. There's one year off. Could you imagine if it was that year? Oh, God. People would lose their shit. And that's so funny that everybody was talking about that. Like, there was nobody that didn't know (laughs) that that was the year that it was supposed to happen. Oh, we got to make Back to Future right. (laughs) Come on. But I I love Marty like walking around the streets when it's alternate 1985. And I love just, you know, I love kind of the sinister music they're playing when he comes across his uh, father's grave and it's storming, you know, and Doc finds him out there. Oh, I thought you meant sinister like Sammy Hagar. There you go. Another (laughs) another turnaround. Uh, (laughs) Ah. um, Just kidding. I'm okay with Sammy. Uh, But I mean, yeah, I just I just love the overall the overall tone of the film, I think, is so is so great. It's just you know, in Biff's uh, Pleasure Palace uh, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Yeah, I, he's I just, basically Donald Trump. Yeah, it's right? like what the fuck. I, just, I yeah, love yeah, yeah. everything. You're not wrong. Yeah, I love everywhere that 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 movie that that movie goes. I think it's just like so much fun. Um, well, well, we are going to dive more into part two. But uh, it doesn't mean that we can't talk about the first one anymore because we clearly did not do a lot of that yet. <laughs> but we are going to wrap up this one. And uh, I mean, I technically we're not going anywhere, but, right. uh, you know, it's going to be a different upload. There Sorry, we go. everybody. We've got to split it up. What can <laughs> you right. do? So we're going to say adios for now. Thank you, Joe. Thank Boom. you, Sam. We'll and, see. Uh, Thank you. I'll see you guys here in a second, but everybody else a little bit later. Okay. All right. We out. Bye.